You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists. The kind of place the ghosts like to wander around. I'll help you. I'm something of a witch. Welcome to Mission Spooky. I'm your fantastic host, JC. With me today, as per usual, the queen of everything herself, Kiki, and our local cryptid enthusiast, Cord. Do your job, Kiki. Introduce our guest. Oh, yeah. You know what? It's like he's it's like he's part of the family now. I kind of just expected him to <laughs> chime in. <laughs> we have John Curley back from. <laughs> yep. Yep. You're from that place. Shit. Dude, I'm a that fucking was asshole. The best intro you've ever done. <laughs> wow. I was going to say Harrisburg Paranormal, but I'm like, that's not 100% correct. It's actually oh, Harrisburg area. Paranormal society. Yeah, we got to put society on the end, right? <laughs> shit. Wow, I thought you had your shit together, Kiki. I do not. <laughs> Thank God, John likes us. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm not sure. You still like us, right? All God. of a sudden, the ninth oh, gets yes. canceled. <laughs> <laughs> John's canceled us because I fucked up his intro. God damn it! You That's fucking murdered okay. that. What the hell? I did. <laughs> see, see, it's fine. Go ahead. You'll be the first guest. You'll be the first guest officially tell me that I fucking suck. Go ahead. It's okay. It's okay. I like you. This is okay. What's going on? Well, we're okay. We're all here. I'm excited because it just worked out well that we sort of skipped over a very important site close to Philadelphia, which is Fort Mifflin. There's a lot that goes on there. And John just happened to have just been there uh, the week before we're recording this. So I thought, hey, awesome. We'll have you come back on, talk about your experience there and any previous experiences you've had, because I know a lot of the stories that go on there. And then we'll give the listeners a brief overview of the historical importance of Fort Mifflin and why it might be such a hotbed for activity. Sounds cool. Yes, we did investigate it last Friday. Yeah, so you guys were there the Friday before we're recording this. They were there November 4th. Which is interesting because, well, when I get to the history of it, uh, some pretty cool shit went down this, the actual week that we're recording it right now. We're only a few days off from when the great siege happened during the Revolutionary War. So yep, we're going to just break for our sponsor for this week. And when we get back, we're going to get right into all the history of Fort Mifflin and then let John tell us all about what they found. I'm Edward October. Ask any bold individualist and they'll tell you. All you need for a perfect eggnog is to combine egg yolks, beaten until creamy, egg whites, beaten until fluffy, heavy cream, a generous portion of fresh ground nutmeg, and an even more generous portion of liquor. Most people use dark rum. I prefer bourbon. The final two ingredients are essential. A cozy seat by the fire to sip it, and a ghost story told as only October Pod can tell it. This year, October Pod's gift to you is a Christmas ghost story that can easily be called a classic of the medium. It drops on December 25th, Christmas Day. Find it on our YouTube channel, October Pod Home Video, or on October Pod AM, wherever you get podcasts. You can find all of our links at OctoberPodVHS.com. Listen by the fire, and we guarantee it will be the crowning pleasure of your busy holiday season. After all, eggnog without a belt of good hooch is hardly eggnog, and Christmas without an October Pod ghost story is hardly Christmas. October Pod, Yuletide Horror for Bold Individualists. Welcome back, everybody. Let me regale you with some history of Fort Mifflin, because it is some freaking badass shit. When was it built? It was commissioned in 1771. And what's the main uh, resource used in the building of it? How many trees had to be cut down? Do you not know these these things? I swear to God. Kiki, you call yourself a researcher. That is actually not as important as, as the events that occurred. <laughs> 
I strongly disagree. Whatever, man. Uh, stone. <laughs> it was stone, actually. It was okay. The only remaining uh, section of it after the uh, the battle of 1777 is the white stone wall. The rest of it was completely uh, rebuilt. So, but we're getting ahead of ourselves slightly. So it sits on an island known as Mud Island, which is just the best place to try to build a fort. I tried to find the exact quote from the man who was uh, told to build this by Great Britain. He did not get enough money. And at one point he basically is like, because you're refusing to give me any money to finish this, I am refusing to work for you anymore. Goodbye. Which actually was kind of cool for us at the time because um, we needed a fortification to protect Philadelphia from the British. It was Ben Franklin who basically went to the men in charge and was like, hey, guys, we need some money in from Philadelphia to finish this because otherwise we're not going to have any means of protection. And it's already halfway built, so we might as well just go ahead and sink some more money into it. And that is exactly what they did. Sunk that money straight into the mud. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, it worked. So there's Fort Mifflin on one side, Fort Mercer on the other and the idea was that between the two of them, they would stop British Navy from being able to get goods to the men who were going to be camped out in Philadelphia because at this point, the British had taken it over. And uh, I know like the story of it. And we were watching what was happening in Ukraine with the um, Azovstal plant in Mariupol where all those men were garrisoned. And they were, and th unfortunately, they also had civilians with them, too. So in the end, they had to surrender. You know, Zelensky told him to leave. This battle is basically a version of that, but without civilians involved. It was the same exact thing that happened in Ukraine. Stay there as long as you possibly can. Take as much as you possibly can from the British until you can't take any more. And that is going to give Washington time to rebuild, relocate, reallocate. And that is exactly what happened. So oddly enough, it's funny that we're talking about this now because we've already covered a couple of hauntings in different locations where we've we've talked about how Washington lost. So the Battle of Paoli, we talked about the Headless Horseman of Paoli. We've talked about the Battle of Brandywine, Graham Park, not far from there, haunted. We have talked about the Battle of Germantown and some hauntings that occur around that. These were all lost by Washington, and this is what led to Philadelphia getting overrun and led to Fort Mifflin being the last bastion. It's like, we got to stop him here. So it's early October 1777. The British come in. They had like 250 ships. Their navy's like, you know, the best in the world. <laughs> it was kind of ridiculous. But yeah, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. And they held them off. They also made these really cool things they put into the river, which I always like to mention is the chevaux de Free, which are obstacles. They're like these 30-foot square wood boxes and they put these timbers inside of them like almost like pointed up with this uh it's like a large spike on the end of it so as the ships were trying to come through they get caught on those spikes and either sink or just get stuck and they're doing this right between the two forts almost so everybody's just firing away at these ships as they're trying to get out of it so it's actually pretty brilliant yeah i mean not even really much a ship can do about that <laughs> no no, it was awesome. In the end, uh, it was November the 10th, 1777. They intensified their barrage. I watched an episode of, I'm not exactly sure what it was on YouTube, but they, they were talking to some of the historians who actually work there. And they said that it was about, I swear they said it was a thousand cannonballs an hour that the British yeah. were using. Yeah, and they just... They just used it all up, too. You know, like that was kind of what what they were supposed to do. Like, oh, like the Russians did in Ukraine. They just kept blasting it and used ridiculous amounts of ammunition and got pretty much nowhere. So this is what happens. They just keep attacking, attacking, attacking. November 15th, 1777, the American troops evacuate. It denied the British Navy free use of the Delaware River. In, like I said, it allowed positioning of the Continental Army for the Battle of White Marsh. And then that withdrawal to Valley Forge. And then, of course, he, you know, we all know what happens pretty much after that. We won. Yay. Uh, yeah, we did it. Yay, America. 250 of the 406 some men were killed or wounded at Fort Mifflin. They left behind, I think, about 40 of the youngest combatants. 
And then those guys blew up everything that they could so that when the British entered, there wasn't anything of use left. And then they escaped as well. Yeah, they did a good job. They did great. And and like one of the biggest things you'll hear is that the, the flag was still flown above and it was never actually like they didn't surrender. And it was also pretty much destroyed. So it's kind of like what's left <laughs> here. Have this pile of rubble. You may have it. That's the biggest thing that it's known for. But it was also used during the Civil War. And I know that some of the haunting activity also comes from that. There was a whole area where that they would keep the ammunition and that was turned into a prison for both Union and Confederate soldiers. Union soldiers were placed there if they had been very naughty <laughs> and refused to fight. There was also at least one incident that I read historically where a man was, he was held there because he killed a superior officer and he was hanged essentially for treason. And then, of course, the Confederate soldiers were kept there because, you know, they were coming up from the South. So a lot of death and destruction. But today, it's one of the nicest places to visit for historic information about the area. Yay! And also to go ghost hunting! <laughs> and I love the fact that even on their website, it does, that's one of the biggest things, is like, hey, we work with you, you know, you can come set up a ghost hunt, so... And that's where you come in, John, because we want to hear how you guys did last week. Well, kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> it was the worst time I ever had there. I was like, yeah, I was like, well, come on, man. Come on, do something. Smack me. Do something. I don't care. Do something. It was pretty quiet. Um, probably one of the most uneventful nights I've ever had there. It was really strange. We did have a few things happen that were pretty cool. Uh, it was in case meet uh, five, and I was asking if, if there was any spirits there if they could you know do something to let us know where they were there. And we, I distinctly heard like two snaps like right next to my ear. Like and I was like, "Hey, did you guys do that? Did anybody snap their fingers?" And they're like, "No, but we heard it. It was over there near you." I'm like, "It was right next to me," and um, that was about the most eventful thing I had the whole time. <laughs> that whole night it was uh really a bummer i thought we were gonna have a lot more activity considering it was right you know close to the time of the battle and stuff but i had better experiences i've been there about four times uh, this was the fourth time and uh, the other times where we had a lot more stuff happen we uh, heard the screaming lady one night which is supposedly uh elizabeth pratt uh she's the, scream yes. she's the screaming lady i've heard her three times there twice it was really low but the, the third time I heard her um, on our third investigation there, it was really loud. And uh, we thought it was two of the uh, female investigators that we had there. Because there was a deer running around in the uh, afford a buck. And, <laughs> you know, we heard it. We heard a woman scream. Then me and Don looked at each other and Don goes, that is probably Diana. She probably ran into that deer, that buck that's over there. And we, we just laughed it off. And then we got back and we're like, were you guys just over there? You know, did somebody scream when you girl screamed? They're like, no. I was like, did you hear a woman screaming? She's like, we didn't hear anything. So then I asked other investigators that were around the fort. I said, did you hear a woman screaming? And they're like, we didn't hear anything. I was like, you got to be shitting me. They're like, no. I'm like, dude, we heard a woman scream really loud. It was right in the middle of the uh, of the fort. There's a big uh, commandment house. Right in the, they called it the Citadel at one time. But that's where we were. We were inside of there. And we heard this woman like, it was a really guttural scream and um we actually captured it on recording too it was very cool i'm like dude that was definitely a woman screaming it was awesome i was like wow we heard the, the screaming lady and i'd asked one of the guys there that uh they uh a park employee stayed with you all night and i asked him i said did you ever hear the screaming lady he's like no i said you want to hear it he goes yeah so i played it for him and <laughs> holy shit that's definitely a woman screaming i'm like yeah a couple other times we had uh, Don had brought his laptop and we were in um, Case Me Five again. We were in Case Me Five, and we were playing. You know, so let me let me just interject real quickly in case people don't know what Casemate is. That's the section that used to be for like it's a fortif fortification for either gun placement or I think in this case they had figured it was for ammunition. Yeah, they used to be um, and then right, and then it was converted into the 
into the prisons. So yeah, you see a lot of activity in those in the casemate areas. So and they're dark God. as hell. You can't see anything in your. I mean, you can't even see two inches in front of your face when you turn the light. It looks like you can't even stand up very. Like if you're a tall person, it doesn't. Is is that correct? But yeah, when you go in casemates one through five, there they you go through a little tunnel. You kind of kind of duck through it to get in there. But once you get inside, it opens up pretty tall. You can stand up. And, gotcha. Yeah. The casemates are pretty active. All of them are pretty active. The gunpowder casemate, casemate 11, which was a solitary confinement. That's where the only prisoner that was hung there, he was housed there. His name was William uh, William Howe. And that's the guy I was talking about, yeah, that got hung for treason. Yep. He was the only one that's ever been hung there. But they did, uh, they did have people killed there by um, firing squad as well. That's where I got information from the one of the rangers there, the park rangers. The casemates are really, really active. I hear the woman a lot in case the gunpowder casemate. One of our investigators was in there, and he felt like like someone had uh, like a like a woman had like touched his hand and kind of rubbed up his arm. He's like, "Whoa, dude, something something just touched my hand." And um, right after that, you hear a woman say, "I'm touching you," like in the recording. Oh my god! And he didn't hear it at the time, but when he played it back, he goes, "Dude, there's a woman's voice in there," and there was no women with us in that casemate. I've heard her say, "Help me" a lot in there. I've heard it like three or four times there, her saying, help me. And casemates one through five, Don got hit with a battery. It was really weird. I changed out all the batteries from our quarter and left them over where the uh, officer's quarters were. And we were in casemate one. And I mean, we're sitting in the dark. I'm all the way in the front. He's all the way in the back. And we had um, another female, Amy, was in the middle. And all of a sudden, you know, I hear Don go, ow, what the was that? I'm like, what? He's like, man, something hit me. I don't know what that was. So you turn on the light and he's looking around and sure enough, there's a battery, a triple A battery laying right there. And he goes, did you hit me with that triple A battery? I was like, dude, I can't even see like two inches in front of my face. How the hell am I going to throw it from all the way up there, back there and hit you in the leg, you know? And he goes, yeah, I felt like you came straight down. And I was like, well, how the hell is that going to happen? You know, I, mean, I can't even see you. And he's like, yeah, that was a pretty dumb question. I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I hit you with a battery, man. And I was like, it looks like one of my batteries, actually. And he goes, really? I was like, yeah, I had to change all the batteries out over there where we have our uh, everything set up at. I said, well, if one's missing, something definitely took it from over there because I had them all sitting on the table. And I went over there and one was missing. I'm like, no way. You know, we were, we were kind of blown away. I'm like, dude, something took a battery from here. How the hell did that happen? You know, I said, that surely wasn't me. And we had moved to, right after that, we moved to Casemate 5, and we were playing a laptop, playing, uh, you know, Civil War era music and stuff, trying to get something, you know, to happen. And we shut the uh, laptop down, and we're sitting there for about 10 minutes in the dark, and don't really hear anything. Nothing's really going on. And all of a sudden, the laptop came on and started playing one of one of the songs. And we're like, what the? That scared the shit out of us. We jumped up, like, what the hell? Right? And I'm like, how the hell did the laptop get on? And then it, you know, when a laptop goes to sleep, you know, you got to basically take the cursor back over, hit play, and all that shit. Well, this time it just came on and started playing. And we were like, what in the hell? And we weren't even near the laptop. It was sitting over near where the where the fireplace was, and it just came on. We were like, uh, that's really weird. How the hell did that happen? We still couldn't figure it out. We tried to recreate it and, and couldn't recreate how it came on. It, it was really weird. A lot of, a lot of strange stuff uh, happened in, in those investigations. I did a little bit of research on that screaming lady, which, you know, a lot of people will say it's Elizabeth Pratt. But what I thought was interesting was um, there was a, an interview with a caretaker who was like 100% sure that he ha he knew the story, right? So he tells this this version of the story. And then I'm listening to uh, histor historians who work there and they're talking about, you know, just coming to visit, but also some of the spooky stuff. And so they get into Elizabeth Pratt and they tell a completely different story than what <laughs> this caretaker said happened. And then there was, uh, oh, I watched a, a really cool video about a reenactment that they do there. They did it for like, I think the 240th anniversary or something like that. And um, they didn't really talk about the background of it. But what's interesting is that the the historian, the woman that they interviewed, she basically said that we don't know who this person is. We've had people say that they hear a screaming woman, but we cannot pinpoint exactly who it is. So apparently the quote story about her might be not verified 100%. But I will tell the story 
Because, I mean, either way, either it's a legend or whatever, but it is kind of interesting. I heard the new one the last time I was there. <laughs> I heard, <laughs> I heard, okay, let's hear what you got. I, the one was about this, the daughter fell in love with somebody and a soldier and he got killed. The daughter hung herself or something and the mother wound up killing herself or something. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's been like so many goddamn stories about this. Holy Holy. I heard she died from a fever. I, I heard all kinds of shit. I don't. I really don't know what his name right. is, but she's there. That's for sure. And I believe that part of it because even the caretaker who may not have had the story right, he was very funny about it. He uh, said that he'd been working there for years, and um, it, the video was pretty old. It was though, Wayne. So. Wayne was a caretaker there for a long time. Um, I went there first time. I went there was probably fifteen years ago, something like that. And Wayne was was the caretaker there. Really nice guy. Kind of talked with that a little, maybe country little accent. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But he definitely had a country accent, which threw me because I was like, uh, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. He, that was Wayne. He's a, he's a hell of a guy. Nice guy. He retired from there. So his story was, I mean, his story about hearing her was twice. And once was kind of like not great up in his grill kind of, you know, it was like, it, it seemed more far away. And then the other time was, it was, he said it was so loud. He was mowing the lawn or using a weed whacker, you know, something like that. Yeah, we and it was so loud that he heard it over that, that he had to tell her to be quiet. <laughs> and then she stopped screaming. That's like, wow. Okay. So you're just totally cool with how that goes down. Okay. You, you work there for so long. You're just like, yep, that's that screaming lady again. Can you keep it down? Cause I, I'm trying to get my work done. I love that. So his story had involved the daughter falling in love and that Elizabeth Pratt was the mom and that they lived there somehow on the premises and that the daughter wasn't supposed to be dating servicemen, but then she did. And then the mom got so distraught about it that she told her to leave that she didn't want her around. And then she died of a fever, like you said. And then the mom was so distraught over it that she lost her mind and that she killed herself by hanging herself at Fort Mifflin. Yep. Now, the more recent story perhaps updated is that she was that elizabeth pratt was a neighbor to fort mifflin right so she lived really close by and that her daughter had indeed fallen in love with an officer and it was just that her mom didn't want her falling in love with like any military guy she basically kicks her out and is like fine go go live with him or just you know go away or whatever and that she wound up dying of dysentery while she was gone and that her mother was so grief-stricken that they believe that she um took her own life in some fashion but since she didn't die on the premises you know they're not really sure they can't say it with 100 percent certainty if she hung herself or took poison or whatever right so it's kind of like maybe she's looking for her daughter because did she sent maybe she sent her daughter to fort mifflin to go live with this guy but then she wound up getting sick i don't know those are two very different stories <laughs> yes they are yeah. <laughs> that's why yep. i say wow these stories are so weird yeah and i heard a different one when i was there the last so he said something about the mother. Supposedly, the mother had hung herself from in the uh, officers' quarters, and then uh, yes. he said no, she died from a fever. From uh, what the hell was that fever back in the yellow fever or something like that? The yellow fever. Yeah. Well, yeah, and oh, that's another thing. Yeah, after Revolutionary War, even before that though, wasn't? It? Yeah, I think it was before that. We had the huge yellow fever breakout yeah. in Philadelphia, and the fort was used as a place to house people who had it and keep them away from other people. And yeah. so that actually kind of tracks too. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm thinking that's where it's more leading to is the yellow fever epidemic, and then you know. People were dying there. I, I, that's where I'm thinking it's coming from. The scream, anyway. Yeah. It's loud. I know I heard it. It was very loud, disembodied scream. I do have it on recording. Nice. Yeah. Fantastic. We caught a voice in case made 11, too, an EVP. I actually heard a disembodied voice. It was me and Don were in there. It was before they put this loud ass. I don't know what the hell is in there now, but it's a really loud, kind of like, um, I want to say dehumidifier or something in there. And if you're trying to do like EVP recordings, it's really hard to hear. When we were in there, it wasn't there, but they're having a mold problem. So they have this stupid ass thing in there and it's really making a lot of noise. But when, the first time we were there, we captured, we heard a disembodied voice say, uh, I said, yes, but Don asked, you know, are you hungry in here? And uh, it said, yes. I was like, yes. I'm like, dude, what the hell did you hear? Well, voice, he's like, yeah, man. I said, yes. I'm like, yeah, it was just me and you in here, and we were seeing like shadows and shit like out in the hallway, and 
And they were like, what the hell is that, dude? Like, I just seen something. There's a little cubby that cuts behind that that uh, that cell. It's not like a cell. It's basically a hole in the ground, basically. That's all it is, is a hole in the ground. And they made a, a walkway behind it where they could look in and see the, the prisoners and stuff. And allegedly, that's where Grant seen the face of William Howe. Have you ever seen the one of the very first episodes of Ghost Hunters? They went to Fort Mifflin. It was the first time they had ever went to Fort Mifflin. And uh, Grant happened to look over in the window, and there was a guy's face in the window. There's a little window there. The descriptions of William Howe. Uh, he's seen his face in there. Almost shit his pants. So. <laughs> Almost. Almost. I don't think he quite did. That would have been a fair response. Never had anything really scare me there, but um, we definitely have experienced a lot of, of paranormal stuff over the years there. Very cool stuff. My favorite is the people who randomly will just kind of like they'll be on their way out and they'll thank whoever's like, you know, standing around like, oh, thank you so much. We had such a great time. That guy dressed up in the Revolutionary War outfit was very interesting to listen to. He gave us a complete tour and and then have to have the actual tour guides be like, nobody here dresses up in anything. Yeah, they don't. We don't do that here. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> we don't get paid enough. Uh, to walk around in full rule costumes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've always wanted to see some shit like that, but I'm, I've never seen it. I've been to Gettysburg a million times. I always hear people talking about, you know, seeing Civil War soldiers. I seen one thing crazy in Gettysburg one time that I, I can't really explain. Me and Don seen it, and it was actually if you go to YouTube, there's a video of like these people that were, uh, I think they were visiting Gettysburg. And they were seeing these white figures kind of going through the woods. It's a pretty famous video. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, people said it's a fake, right? But you know what? That's where me and Don seen this white thing go over the wall. Right there, there was a stone wall there. And we see it go over the wall. And we're like, I, I don't know what that was. He was and, and all the leaves had fallen off the trees. It was about this time of year. And you, know, you can hear the squirrels running through the, you know, the woods. Didn't hear any footsteps. But we seen something go over the wall. It was white, you know, it was wispy white. And I'm like, I don't know what that was. He's like, I don't need it, man. But it didn't make any noise. It said it looked like a person. It was weird. That was in Triangle Field is where they recorded that video. And that's where we seen the same thing. I'm in. Yeah, Gettysburg's a cool place, man. But now they got all those stupid-ass rules. And, man, it sucks up there now. Hard to, it's hard to really investigate it because they closed the park early now. You used to be able to stay out there till like, 10 o'clock at night. And, and kids kind of have fuck that up a little bit because they go out there and they vandalize the, the battlefield and break swords off the monuments and shit, you know, so they catch you on the battlefield after dark, they're going to press charges on you. Those damn kids ruining everything again. Yeah, they kick them right up their ass, you know? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? You're ruining my ghost shit. <laughs> the hell? Right, and one of the things that, uh, that in every video I watched, it was at least thankfully people going, look, a lot of people perished here this should be treated like a sacred cemetery if you will like even if they're not actually buried here they still lost their lives here oh, yeah. and it's a very important historic site for two different uh, battles even though well technically fort mifflin did not see any action again after the 1770 th 70, bleh, 1777 siege but it, it still housed all those people that were taken from battle you know so yeah i don't know i'm always like if you're gonna do investigations at a historic site be super respectful you know well you should be respectful no matter where you go but you know sure. it's just like, yeah. that makes it ruins it for everybody else damn it yeah no provoking only if you're zach yeah maybe zach begging <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> yeah i think it's like every time john comes on now we have to like talk shit about zach baggins i like zach I, I think you know i think <laughs> i think he's okay you know what i mean i don't think he's bad i mean he's i'll tell you what he's killing it he's making a ton of money he's made a lot of money <laughs> off of yelling at thin air <laughs> to be fair <laughs> i've never been possessed before i'm wanting to <laughs> We'll get you hooked up, man. Let's go get, yeah, no, we'll get all possession. I'll summon the demon right into your bum hole. <laughs> That's fucked up. Oh, boy. Wow. Let's just say... Uh, JC went right there. Let's just say I know a guy. We can, we can make this happen. I know a guy. JC, you're on. Look, man. You know what I was going to do? I was going to no. buy those, you know, those, 
there's uh, crazy eye contacts, and I was gonna fuck with the people on my team one time, going to a place and just oh scared the shit out of them. Like, man, I did it one time when we were in Newcastle. I was just fucking around, and we were in a hotel, and I had a guy with us, and we had just experienced some really crazy shit. And I'm like sitting on the end of the bed, and I'm like, they're talking to me, and I'm just like staring right now, like, John, are you okay? The guy Ryan's like, John, John, are you okay, man? Are you okay, man? I looked there, right? I'm like, real slow. I'm like, Yes, I'm okay. He goes, man, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I just turned my head like kind of exorcist style, real slow, like, yes, I'm okay. <laughs> they were all scared, freaked out, and shit. <laughs> oh man, oh, man it's great. You are going to be a lot of fun to go with on our very first excursion. I'm going to cry. To- it's <laughs> it's going to be the best birthday gift ever. Oh, you can have fun, man. This place is really haunted. So I hope we have a lot of activity that night. It's going to be fun. Good, good. good Definitely good. a lot of shit goes on there. I'll tell you that. They experience a lot of stuff all the time. So I'm excited. I haven't been there for a while now. We just did an episode. We just did a thing on TV with uh, on the news at Halloween. I had two of my members there, and uh, they were talking about the haunts of, of Franklin House and stuff like that. A lot of other paranormal groups get in there as well, too, which I don't like a lot of whole, a whole lot of other groups getting into places because then it kind of kind of ruins stuff for you. You know what I mean? Because I don't know the shit that they do. So they might be in there doing some stuff that you might not do. You know what I mean? And Ouija board shit or... I don't like doing that kind of shit. Yeah. So I, I was cruising around the internets, <laughs> the interwebs, looking for other interesting stories because... Uh, you know, Mifflin's just got a, a supposedly a blacksmith who you can still hear like clink, 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 right? That kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I was in somebody there. goes to investigate, and of course, nobody's you know there. It stops immediately. My favorite one. It's on the Fort Mifflin Facebook page, and it just says another day at the old fort. Hashtag haunted. Hashtag ghost. Hashtag ghost hunters. Hashtag paranormal. And it is a package that was sent to the fort with rocks in it. And a note that simply says, please return these rocks to the parking lot. I took them and weird stuff started happening. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I took some shit from Gettysburg one time, a rock, and I had weird shit happen, but weird shit happens all the time. So was it the rock? <laughs> You're like, was yeah. it the rock? <laughs> was it the rock? I, I took the shit back, but you know, I mean, it was like, it's, it's fair. A, it was just stupid fucking rocks. I'm going to take this shit back before something, maybe my house burns down or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take this shit back because there's some really weird, weird stuff going on. I'm not really a superstitious kind of guy, but there was some really weird shit going on in the week's time that I had it. I'm like, uh, yeah, this is weird. I'll take it back. I do like the story about the, the deer, though, because, oh, there was another one. And it, it had a little bit to do with animals. It was mentioned because... There is a lot of wildlife there and it gets to the point where people are not, you know, for they understand, I guess is what I'm going to say is that the people who work there are a hundred percent aware that animals exist. What? I know. Right. Wait, it's crazy. Kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always have to say that's how stupid it sounds, but honestly, that is like, if I hear one more person be like, Oh, it's probably a fox. Except that we all know what foxes sound like. You're welcome. That was a whole episode dedicated to that. Mm. And those of us who live out in the woods, we know what a deer sounds like, or I'm not frightened by deer. Startled, yes. So there was a door that was, I believe it was like to the area where the blacksmith would have been hanging out. It kept being opened all the time, even though everyone swears that they closed it every single night. Apparently there's like a a legend about a young boy who worked at the fort kind of like an assistant to a general or a major or whatever and uh his job was to make sure that all of the doors and windows and everything were shut every night but he also liked to leave in the middle of the night to like go out and escape you know (laughs) go have fun as kids often would do probably back in those days and so I'm not exactly sure where the story comes from. That's the only suck. I'm going by what the historians are saying. So I'm, I'm sure there's a journal somewhere. You know, they, they might have put them some things together. And they're like, well, that's funny because the, ki- the kid keeps leaving from the doorway that is mentioned. So this doorway keeps getting opened every night as if this kid just always leaves every night. Right. <laughs> and then locks it back up. But he doesn't lock it back up because, you know, he's a ghost. Who knows? 
So it got kind of comical until the door was almost pulled off of its hinges the one day. And of course, they're like, okay, look, like, was it something radical? You know, did a deer actually run into the door? Because like you had just said a little while ago, there's a huge buck there and they close it up again. Like, eh, well, whatever. It's fine. There's no traces of any deer. There's nothing here to indicate that any animal did this or definitely not a human. I want to say it was almost like the next night that door was not only off the hinges completely, but it was thrown up a hill. Oh, they like had to go find it. Just put it back on. Just uh, where where'd the door go? (laughs) Right. I I can tell you, I I I was in the blacksmith shop every time. I've been there. I've sat in there every time. I've never had shit happen in the blacksmith shop. I'm not lying. (laughs) I've sat there for like hours. I'm like, goddamn blacksmith, that man. I'm like banging on the anvils and shit. Like, come on, man, let's go. Let's do something. Nothing. Not a peep. <laughs> you can hear a mouse pissing on cotton in there. Like, it's that quiet. Yeah, that's quiet. <laughs> John always has, like, the best <laughs> euphemisms for stuff. That's great. <laughs> you sure not from the South? Because that definitely sounded like yeah, a Yeah, I, I, I definitely <laughs> never heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Oh, this was exciting. We did almost see a full-bodied apparition. Almost. Effort meant for the last time. The guys mm-hmm. were all excited. Man, we seen we seen a figure right here, and he walked over to there. He's like thirty seconds. So we're timing shit at how long it takes to get from one point to the other. I said, you said thirty seconds, so we're timing it. I was like, there's no way someone got from here to there in thirty seconds, all the way over by the the uh, groundskeeper. Is I said, there's no way. It took fifty two seconds to get from here to there. You still got another, I don't know, seventy five yards, maybe a hundred yards to the uh, house. Like, yeah, so I said, well, here's an easy way we're going to figure this shit out. I'm going to call the groundskeeper and see if he was over here. Call him up. I said, hey, Greg, were you over here? I sure was. I was like, there's your ghost. <laughs> I was like, it's the groundskeeper, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I'm like, God damn, what was he doing over here? I'm like, he's checking the grounds. He's the groundskeeper. <laughs> Keeping the ground. <laughs> yeah, he's like checking shit out. <laughs> Cool place though. You guys, you guys, too bad you guys couldn't show up. It was a pretty, it's a pretty awesome place. Yeah, that wasn't gonna work. You know, just to have the place for ten hours to yourself, you know, there's no other people can come in, and it's all yours for a whole night. I mean, it's, it's a pretty amazing experience. That'll be a a next year thing. It got a creepy fog to it too. Like about three o'clock in the morning, this fog came in. It was really cool. Mm, that's cool. But nothing happened. Didn't see any Damn. soldiers. Didn't see the blue lady. Supposedly there's a blue lady now. They see a blue lady in the fort. Supposedly people are seeing her on the roof. I don't know what she's doing on the roof, but she's on the roof. She's behind there. I said, on the roof? He goes, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's different. Pretty steep roof. <laughs> so that's just kind of weird to me. Like, why would this, that woman in particular just all of a sudden show up? Like, Yeah, I, I was, I said the same thing. There's so many other things that have already been at least corroborated or make a hell of a lot of sense. And they end those things keep happening over and over again pretty consistently. I don't know. I'm always wary when like out of the blue there's like this this new lady shows up. <laughs> yeah, and like maybe it's the same lady coming in a different different form or you know what I mean? Maybe it's projected that might be differently. You know, who knows? I know the old groundskeeper Wayne when he, he used to live in the fort. This guy lived in the fort. I mean, he didn't go home. He had a, he slept in the officer quarters. Dang. I'm like, man, you probably experienced all kinds of shit in here. He goes, I don't know. I drink 12 beers and go to sleep, and then I don't worry about anything after that. I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> that's that's one way to deal with the paranormal. Yeah, because I drink 12 beers, and I'm gone. <laughs> I'll drink a ghost any day. God damn it. <laughs> Fantastic. He's seen some shit. He, he said he used to see a lot of stuff, weird shit. In the in the middle of the, the courtyard, like balls of light. I've never seen anything like that. I wish I did. I heard, heard more more disembodied voices and stuff in there than, I, than I've heard anything. Okay, so just to confirm, uh, the YouTube video that I watched is is Wayne. It's Wayne, yeah. It's gotta be Wayne. <laughs> yeah, it's Wayne. It's from twelve years ago, so I wasn't really sure. I was like, oh, you know. But yeah, he has a pretty interesting uh, small little tidbit from uh, Garden State ghost hunters when they were there it's just like a three minute long thing where he talks about 
the screaming lady and I love it. So I'll add that to the show notes because I want you guys to listen to what he had to say. It was really cool. Yeah, in a few weeks we are headed to Franklin House Tavern. Franklin House Tavern overnight. Well, kind of. Yeah, they close around 10 and uh, after that, it's ours. I am ready. I'm going to make a BLT. Is that like your paranormal investigator snack lunch? Yeah. (laughs) Is it it not everyone's? You want to make me one? Sure, I'll bring you one. I'll make you one, buddy. Make everyone one. Yeah. Wait, yeah, with baked bacon. I want to be there before they close and like order some food. Yeah, they have really good from food. No. <laughs> JC just said he's making homemade no. BLTs. That's for after we eat and I'm going to eat again like in four hours. That's not how that works for you guys. I'm always hungry. What's food? Bad. <laughs> Today's feature music comes from Pageant Girls. Once again, they are out of New York, New York. And the song I chose is called Complainer. Oh, it's written about me. I love this song so much. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they did write it about you, JC. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk with John a little bit about what he's got going on in the future and an update on that book that we mentioned the last time he was on. Welcome back again. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, I like that one. That's that's a good one. Oh god, you guys are going all Dang. demony. I like it. I know. So I am very very excited about our future ghost hunt. And just briefly, we to reiterate, I did I do believe this is the place that had the brothel, right? Yes. Like upstairs. Yep. Is that okay. still active? <laughs> it is asking you're for still, a friend. <laughs> you're still here, paranormal Humpty Dumpty going up there. Nice. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Yep, you do. I called it on recording. It was pretty cool. Got some ghosts doing the horizontal bop, huh? Yeah, man. We heard, we heard it. We were like, dude, you hear moaning? We were like, here. Does somebody have Pornhub on or something? <laughs> <Here's one." laughs> uh well, I just want to say that um, two things, actually. I was Well, first of all, I was just going to mention that the, I bought two packs of Oracle cards that I'm not usually messing with. One is the Sibylla Indovina, and the other one is, of course, the old-style Lenormand cards. Uh, they both would have been around that time period. So I'm going to do something fun up there in the brothel and be like, hey, ladies, would you like me to read your Oracle for you? We'll see if we get any reaction. I like to I I like the idea of like interacting in some way or just talking and doing so. So I'll just I'll be talking to myself in a in a room basically, you know. That'd be great. That's what all paranormal investigators yes. investigating is. It's talking into a room by yourself. Yeah. And hoping for the best. <laughs> much. Hoping but, something <laughs> other than yourself answers. But I do hope that we get some uh some interesting brothel activity because our we do have a YouTube channel. Uh, so does John, by the way, if you want to check that out, we'll have that in the show notes. But, you know, we, we've I've been reusing the audio there for almost the whole three years that we've been active. And uh, I have never gotten a response like we did off of the one 
single video quote video that we put up, which is really just the audio from the episode on ghost sex, <laughs> as in having sex with ghosts. And to put that into a little bit of perspective, we've had uh, our, our puck wedgie episode's been there for like the three years, you know. It's got 1.7 thousand downloads, you know, it's, it's okay. Of course, I'd love it to be 10,000, but it is what it is. Just give me, actually, give me one second because I feel like I should have the latest number for this to blow people's minds. Because that ghost sex one, I, I don't put the stuff up as quickly onto the channel as we have on, you know, like available to you on Spotify, for example. Oh, look at that. We're almost there. We're at 4.9 thousand views of ghost sex in five months. Nice. And that ain't half bad. Hell no. That's that's it, baby. Sex sells. I also need to like tell Tyler that his on YouTube has only gotten 243 views in two years, which is really sad. Basically, people want to listen to ghost sex and nothing else. That's I mean, I get it. So, you know, I think this one will just be called like the brothel episode. And then, <laughs> well, at least for YouTube purposes anyway, because, you know, you have to rename everything. Ghost on brothel. Ghost sex workers. We do have an update on the book that was originally going to be out in October. And I'm having to update that because we just found out. Well, I just found out a couple of days ago that it's actually not going to be released until sometime in December. We'll put that in the show notes, too. And that's um, Unholy Structure is the name of the book. Very cool. Can't wait. Yes, pretty cool. So that's why it was not on pre-order, uh, dear listeners. It was not available it wasn't going to be available in October, so that things got pushed back a little bit. It happens. Yeah. I'm actually making a little movie about it, too. So, like a little uh, pre-order kind of thing with uh, some of the real evidence that we caught in those cases. Uh, in that case, we're going to make a little short video, maybe like 15-minute video of some of the evidence that we caught in there. And some of the real good evidence that we caught in other places, too. So, besides that, do you have anything else coming uh, well, I say either coming out or what? What's your plans for the podcast? Because you have one too, and or are you planning on any more trips during the winter, or are you taking a break? Yeah, we actually um, <clears throat> just got a location in Darlington, Maryland, which is a uh, a house that was built during the uh, Underground Railroad. It was used during the Underground Railroad, and uh, I investigated that Ooh. place probably man sixteen years ago, somewhere around there. And uh, it's really haunted. And I was always wondering how to get back in there and get in touch with, with the owner. And I finally got a hold of the owner. And he said that we could get back in there to help raise money to redo the place. So it's a little rough condition right now, but uh, he's trying to raise money to fix it. And I said, well, we could do paranormal investigations in there to try to help. So he was down for it. And we're going to be doing some, uh, taking people in and doing some paranormal investigations in this place. It's really haunted. And uh, you hear uh, singing from like like slaves that were in the house. And uh, when we were there, we heard uh, disembodied voices, footsteps. They've seen full body apparitions in the house. We didn't see any. It's got a lot of history to it as well. Uh, I am going to be collaborating with Anna with another book on the, basically the my entire career of uh, paranormal investigating and doing all the the weird shit that has happened to me over the years and all the case files that we've done up to now. And it's going to be a pretty cool book. And the podcast, we're still doing the same thing. Uh, we're in a paranormal journal. We're on Podbean, just doing case files and trying to educate people with uh, the paranormal stuff that we do and uh, trying to steer them in the right direction, you know, and, and hear some really creepy tales while they're uh, listening, you know, hearing real paranormal evidence. Are you still doing like a live feed kind of thing on a, on Fridays or is that? I'm taking a little break. I was sick for a couple of weeks. I lost my voice and I couldn't talk. So I'm uh, just now starting to get back into it. But I, I did one uh, last week uh, live and uh, this week I'm on your show. So probably. Probably do one on uh, probably Sunday with uh, Bill Bean. He's been on like the Haunted and Ghost Nation. He was on an episode with me on Ghost Nation. He's a Baltimore boy. We're both from Baltimore. He lived in a haunted home his whole life and experienced a, a demonic kind of force in, in a house he lived in in Baltimore. And uh, it, it steered him in a direction that he's kind of in now, where he's he's turned into a, a minister and now he's 
He does uh, exorcisms and deliverances, and he helps people all around the world. Really nice guy. It has once again been awesome uh, getting to talk to you a little bit about Fort Mifflin. Taking us out once again tonight is Pageant Girls from New York. All of their music is available on Bandcamp. You'll see that we have bought all the music and we support them. And the song that I chose for today is called Complainer. And it's, as always, stay spooky and don't die. But if you do, contact us. Well, if you're mysterious and spooky and all together kooky, listen to Mission Spooky. Spooky.